making small business work. This podcast series is designed to encourage small business owners to support one another and share their knowledge to create a community of learning. Each episode will feature an owner who will share their business journey with us. If you would like to share your experiences with us, please reach out through Facebook or LinkedIn at Making Small Business Work. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Dee White, owner of Kalula Coast Realty in the small coastal town of Rainbow Beach, Queensland. Dee will talk us through what led up to the sea change, provide an insight to small business during the GFC, discuss challenges of business ownership in a small community, and generally share the lessons learned throughout her business journey. Welcome, Dee. Hey, how are you going, Alex? Good. So let's start right at the very beginning. Uh, well, I moved around quite a lot um, going through school. Um, my dad's in the forestry and pretty much every small town in Queensland that you've never heard of is where I moved to. So I think by the time I'd finished my schooling years, so like year 12, I'd been to 12 different schools. Probably about I guess end of year 11 I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life for a living and my boyfriend at the time who happened to be school captain um, had decided that he wanted to go to the Australian Defence Force Academy which meant he'd be joining the army and getting a degree and I thought "Mm, actually that doesn't sound like a bad idea I've got decent marks so when he put in his application for it I did the same thing so I put in my application for the Australian Defence Force Academy and long story short I got in and he didn't so we didn't last very much longer than that. So therein ends that story. <laughs> we broke up but yeah went off to ADFA, did three years there, one year at RMC. In the end spent 13 years total in the army and ended up discharging and yeah I went into real estate. Yeah and what led to the sea change? My husband would have a different answer to this, but my answer is I joined the real estate industry in very early 2007. So I would have had like a six-month-old and a two-year-old baby, two-year-old toddler. Pretty much at that point in time, a blind, retarded monkey could sell property. It was just going off. In fact, I remember one sale. I sold a house off the plan. It wasn't even finished. And the day it settled which was the day it was all completed I sold it again because the person that had bought it off the plan had wanted his circumstances to change and sold it again for like forty fifty thousand dollars more it was just ridiculous Brisbane real estate we did have a sales manager at the LJ hooker where I was working at and he would have sort of weekly meetings not just as a group but one-on-one and he did this one exercise with me at our house actually in Brisbane he came around one day and we just had coffee together and he had this big pile of yellow sticky notes and he basically sat them down in front of me and he said okay pick up a pen for the next 60 seconds I basically want you to write down all your goals like it could be professional goals it could be personal goals it could be fitness it could be family it could be anything and I did it and then we sort of went through and analyzed it all and every single one of them was about family basically about my mum and dad about my kids about my husband there was no like he was used to people going oh I want to buy a red sports car and I want to go on an overseas trip and I want none of that nothing not one thing was materialistic or I guess it wasn't it wasn't so much professional based it was very much 
family-based. And at that point, I just, the light bulb went off, literally. And he looked at me and he was like, mm, this is not how the way I thought it was going to work out. He was thinking he's going to motivate me to sell more property and I'm going to be so focused. No, I actually quit probably a month later. So that brings us to moving to Rainbow Beach. And fairly well documented and well talked about uh, in the small business industry that two in three businesses don't make it past the first three years. And given that you suffered through the global financial crisis, what would you put your success down to? Uh, I guess a number of factors. One was just probably blind stupidity of sticking with it. The other thing was, I mean, it's pretty specific to the real estate industry, but I think fundamentally you have to do your numbers straight up and you have to be honest with yourself and understand what your break even is. And that's what we did because when we bought our real estate business, we took on what's called a rent roll, which is properties under management that are rented out and you manage them on behalf of the individual property owners and you collect a management fee off the rent that people are paying that are staying in those houses. So essentially that income was enough to pay the bills. So pay our staff and pay the rent on our shop and you know all the subscriptions and licenses that we needed to keep our doors open. So any real estate business is pretty much made up of a rent roll plus sales in our business when we first took it on the sales were essentially the profit that's where you actually got ahead whereas the rent roll was what kind of kept your doors open and kept you ticking over so we had done our numbers based on the fact that we could survive just without any sales wasn't ideal but we we could do that but we also didn't anticipate in the first year or two that there'd basically be no sales. So we were going backwards big time. I would say, well, it took us nearly four months to sell a property. So we were not getting paid anything. Like every, or our staff were getting paid by the week, but we weren't. Yeah. The other thing that happened within a fairly quick period of time when that global financial crisis hit was one of the other real estate offices in town shut down. They, they couldn't afford to keep their doors open. They probably didn't have a big enough rent roll to keep, um, keep their doors open. So when we first moved to Rainbow, there was four real estate offices and today there's only two. And certainly what ended up happening, it was a bit of a war of attrition in a way, is one of the real estate offices, which was Ray White, they closed down and their rent roll was absorbed by another real estate which was called Rainbow Blue and they sort of struggled on for another 12 months and then they couldn't survive anymore and when they closed we bought their rent roll. So we pretty much took on the two failing businesses properties. So it gave us actually a bit of a competitive advantage in that we were then the biggest real estate in town. Um, but also without having to spend any more money in terms of wages because we didn't have to put on another staff member, we literally absorbed that rent roll and our income went up, but our expenses didn't really change, which was good. Making small business work. As we just alluded to, you purchased Kahula Coast Realty in 2009 
And basically the global financial crisis hit and that would have been a really tough time to be in real estate. I think across the board it was, but I think it was more pronounced in such a small town as Rainbow. There's only a thousand properties in Rainbow Beach. There's only a thousand residents in Rainbow Beach. And it's the ultimate fast car, boat, jet ski. It's the thing that you don't need. And that was the first thing people wanted to sell. So you had an oversupply of stock and basically no buyers. So it was definitely tough, definitely tough. I mean, even now, anecdotally, there was properties that were selling for like 1.95 million and we are selling the exact same property now for 650,000. That's massive. That's a massive loss for someone. Yeah, and that's quite a few years on now. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that your military experience helped develop structures or put plans in place and wade through that time? I think it did. I think just the fundamental adaptability that you learn in the military, also a bit of man management. I mean, we've got really, really good staff and potentially we wouldn't have been able to retain them as long as we have if we didn't have those management skills. I also think that you probably do learn in the military that there's always another way to skin the cat. You might look at a situation or a problem and think, oh, how am I going to solve this? But in the end, there's always a way around it. You just have to kind of think outside the box, as they say. And also don't accept mediocrity. Don't accept that just because something's been done a certain way for however long that that's the only way it can be done. You definitely have to come up with your own systems and almost take a step back from your business every now and then and think, how could I do this more efficiently? Or, you know, not even about necessarily saving money, but saving time as well. So that would have been your business mindset then. Do you think sort of post-global financial crisis and the business has picked up your mindset or business philosophy has changed? Yeah, look, I think it has. And I think part of that is confidence that we've probably seen the worst of it now. And it's funny thing in some ways, particularly in real estate, it's almost like if people sort of think, oh, it's a terrible time to buy or property market's going bad, it's like a cancer and everyone thinks that way. But if you sort of don't, I don't know, over talk it or make up stories that aren't true, but if you kind of talk confidently about things and you're positive about things, then people kind of latch onto that. And if you've been around long enough and you have some credibility, like you've you've told it how it is, when it's bad, you go, it's bad. But when it's good, you can say, look, things have been picking up. Then people take notice of you. And then because you've built that credibility with them, they listen to you when you go, well, actually the market's changing and things are selling. Then they kind of act on it rather than all oh, the doom and gloom and no, it's not, it's not, we shouldn't buy there because it, you know, it's not going to go up in price or whatever. Yeah, that's an interesting point that authenticity is so important for small business owners. And it's probably not something that people associate with real estate agents no. because, you know, you do get a bit of a bad, bad rap. But um, I think with all business, you can tell when someone's, yes. you know, being honest and when they build that credibility, even in real estate, you still trust them. Definitely. And I think too, being in such a small town, our kids were going to the school there and there's less than 100 kids in the school. Um, you can't 
do the wrong thing. You can't actually, you know, be dishonest or or shady because it won't take long and that reputation it's really hard to lose. Real like a bad reputation is way harder to lose than a good reputation. Making small business work. I mean, as I look around Rambo Beach, I can totally, you know, see the appeal of why you would want to do a sea change there. I mean, beaches as far as the eye can see in both directions and, you know, it's quite a quaint little town. But having a small business in a small community must bring with it its own set of challenges. It definitely does. Staff, I would say, is the number one thing. We've been really, really lucky. Two of the three of our staff have been with us since day one. Um, They're extremely loyal. Uh, so we're super lucky there and they're kind of out of the ordinary because mostly in Rainbow in particular and I'd say any small town you do have um, we <laughs> we just call it apathy it, it is a beachside town and people kind of get there and they just want to go surfing and it's all laid back and everyone you know starts drinking beer at five o'clock in the afternoon or whatever so it's, it's hard to get reliable intelligent people who actually want a full-time job and are committed to do that so that is a massive challenge the other thing is it's almost i guess it's the same as living in the city only magnified in terms of i guess just politics you know clicks and different you know some business owners side with that have their own little groups and there's some families and business owners that have been in Rainbow Beach for 40 years and you know they might see a newcomer and they did see us as newcomers as a bit of a threat and they don't sort of trust you and you've kind of just got to build up trust over time and once they realize that you know you're here for the long haul and that you're actually not that bad of a person after all then they kind of do allow you in but definitely initially it's hard probably did help that we had young kids when we moved to rainbow they were only two and three and so we had a lot to do with the school and met lots of other parents and that helped a lot but i think it's a pretty tight-knit clicky little town and i think any small community is exactly the same they just naturally see a newcomer as i don't know untrustworthy everyone in rainbow they've seen people come and go you know they've seen these sort of people move into town and 12 months later they're gone and they kind of expect that's what everyone will do so yeah i mean this year will be 10 years since we moved to rainbow so we kind of we're definitely not locals but it's pretty obvious that we're not going anywhere so after nine years you must have some business hacks or tips that you can share with us (laughs) it's a little bit like i reckon renovating a house like you could do the cheap option or you could research and go like the full-on option one business I guess initially when we first bought the business, we didn't do a full business plan and we you know, probably should have done a full risk assessment, but we didn't. But we did initially identify a huge risk was the fact that we didn't own our real estate freehold. So the actual shop that we were in, we were paying rent on. We had a landlord, you know, that landlord might put the rent up at any minute or change their mind or sell the the building from under us or whatever. So it was definitely our goal to try and buy our own premises. So that kind of gave us that security. I don't know if that's a 
business hack, but I suppose what I would say is if you kind of if you're gonna do it, go all in. But you just need to shut down as many risks as you can, and you can't shut down everything, and you can't shut down that you're gonna have competitors. Competitors are a good thing because they keep you honest. Otherwise, you just get lazy and you don't really do all the things that you really should be doing. Um, when we bought our office freehold, we'd already spent six or seven years cramped into a tiny little 45 square meter box and we'd gone through you know seven Christmases of busy times and we knew what kind of floor plan we needed and what we wanted in terms of marketing and the window and everything and it wasn't cheap but we spent the money that needed to be spent and in the way we kind of felt like we didn't cut any corners and that's probably a big thing is don't kind of go the easy cheap option if you can do what needs to be done what you what you think is the ultimate solution to do that straight off because you'll end up that there anyway i guess and maybe you touched on it earlier but what would be your biggest business milestone honestly it would be buying the freehold of where our office now is because no one can kick us out now that was our ultimate aim was to reduce that risk that potentially we would have no premises and that is pretty much a death knock if you don't then have you know main street frontage and you don't have a shop front that customers can come to then you're dead in the water basically and we knew that that was a huge risk from the very beginning so when we had that opportunity to buy where our office is now freehold we pretty much scraped and scrimped and did everything we could to make it happen so i would say there was a bit of luck there but also just complete determination tenacity we just nagged the owner until she gave in and sold it to us um and now you know we look at that premises and we think even 20 years from now when we don't necessarily want to be doing this anymore that will be the real estate office in rainbow beach it just always will be it's designed specifically for that purpose it's in the middle of the main street and it's a perfect like we literally lived six or seven years and we understand what the layout should be and that we pretty much designed it to be like that making small business work one of the things that i think is impressive with what you've done is you recognized that there was maybe a gap in the rainbow beach realty market in the business sales and you look to fill that gap with businesstrader.com so initially um, when we first got to rainbow most business sales were just word of mouth so a cafe would come on the market and someone would come into town and you know they'd ask around and basically oh yeah Jono said he's gonna sell and they'd just point them in the right direction but we did find it wasn't so much that local business owners were coming to us looking to sell it was more actually customers coming in going do you know of any businesses for sale um so that was sort of the the genesis of that and it ended up being way beyond rainbow beach so andy my husband took on that side of things and he ended up creating an entirely new website and now has businesses from all over Australia listed on there and it's probably more like a conduit between businesses business owners trying to sell and someone looking for a business um, but really it was an alternative to something like real commercial which actually is really expensive to list on and 
pretty much have to go through a broker to list on there. So we're kind of giving business owners, I guess, a platform where they can list their business for sale, but they directly deal with the prospective buyer rather than kind of having to go through a third party, for example. What is your favourite thing about being a small business owner? Uh, Setting your own hours. I don't love that you're kind of always on call and you're ultimately responsible, but if you've got good staff and you can delegate to them, you're not the one that has to be there from 8.30 to 4.30. You don't have to deal with the little tiny stuff. You just, you kind of have to look at things more strategically, which is definitely my preference rather than the daily grind of doing the same thing day in, day out. out. Um, I think it's really important as a business owner in any industry to maybe not necessarily be able to do all of your staff's job down to the very last tiny little task, but definitely understand all the working parts of your business because at any time, one of those key staff members could get sick or leave and you need to be able to pick up the pieces. You need to be able to do what they do and just carry on as if nothing happened. That's really important. Yeah, you need to be able to work in your business and know how to do that. But more importantly, you need to be working on your business. Definitely. And strategically driving it. Absolutely, yeah. And has it lived up to the expectations that you had of being a small business owner? I would say exceeded. Yeah, definitely. I mean, spending 13 years in the army getting told what to do, essentially, and where to live and what to wear and everything else. I guess initially it was a bit of a culture shock to have to make decisions that you didn't have to pass by some boss or boss's boss. And it was actually, well, that's what we're doing because I decided that's what we're doing. But as time goes on, you grow in confidence and you, I guess, get comfortable in the fact that actually you're running this show and whatever you decide, whatever direction it is that you want to go with, whatever it is, then that's what we're doing. And you don't have to check it or double check it with someone. You don't have to fill out like a million forms. You just go, well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and then you do it. Yeah. And it's only in human nature that there would be elements of your business that you dislike. <laughs> and you must have to try and find the motivation from somewhere to push through that. Yeah, definitely. I guess I'm probably more comfortable in the marketing admin side of things than the face-to-face people kind of things. But I've definitely learnt to enjoy that side as well. I suppose, I think fundamentally I have a bit of an issue with suffering fools. I just can't do it. And you come across a lot of fools. But I've definitely learnt to embrace that part of it more than what I did initially. Making small business work. What advice would you have for someone starting out, not just in real estate, but going out on their own? It sounds a bit cliche, but definitely try and find a mentor or someone that has some experience with what you're doing, someone someone that you trust, and just ask heaps and heaps of questions. And I guess don't don't do anything reckless, but just because no one else has done something before doesn't mean it can't be done. I suppose also trust yourself trust your judgment when it comes to selecting staff and even if you're not a numbers person and you never really liked maths or bookwork or anything like that that really is important you've definitely got to understand how the incomings and outgoings are going to work because you know 
even now after all these years we'll get like our quarterly baz and i'll go oh my god it's twenty thousand dollars worth of tax we need to pay the tax office where am i going to find that but that will happen forever and ever and you just have to plan things out so that nothing catches you by surprise basically have you thought about the legacy that you want to leave um not really no I, i don't know i don't i don't sort of think that far ahead People are going to have whatever opinion they're going to have about what we've done with the business. But I feel like we definitely have built it to a point that it it was never going to get to without us owning it and us driving it. So I suppose what I would like to see at some point down the track is a young family like we were taking on the business. And, you know, it's a great lifestyle business because you can actually live on it now and still you know, get to enjoy everything that's awesome about Rainbow. And that's pretty rare because there's a lot of people there that don't actually, well, they struggle to make a living in order to stay where they are because they love the place, but it's not easy to find work, I guess. So the thing you're most proud of is that you've been able to maintain the business to be community-based. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's a very noble legacy to have because you're influencing not only your own family's life but the life of uh, your employees Mm. and they have a better quality of life now and they get to live in their small community because of what you've achieved yeah and just to finish off um i want to give you the opportunity to put in a shameless plug about (laughs) your business (laughs) we actually would would, do we just shamelessly plug rainbow beach rather than our business because honestly that's all we want is for people to come and visit Rainbow Beach. It is an amazing part of the world. It is like nothing else in Australia. It's got the most amazing natural attractions. There's so many things to do and see. You know, there's skydiving and horse riding and scuba diving and there's just everything. There's everything. It's amazing. And I don't really need to plug our specific business because if you come to town, you're likely to stay in one of our houses and hopefully you'll buy one. <laughs> Thanks very much for talking with us today. (laughs) Thanks, Al. If you would like to share your experiences with us, please reach out through Facebook or LinkedIn at Making Small Business Work.